Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm gonna make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you wanna get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at chumpacasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group, no purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. See terms and conditions, 18 plus. Hello, everybody. I am Lucia Matuonto, and welcome to the Relatable Voice podcast, a talk show where my guests and I talk about relatable everyday situations, books, and the environment we live in. Remember to subscribe and follow the podcast on social media so you can be notified when a new episode is available. Let's begin. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Relatable Voice podcast. Today, we are going to Land O'Lakes, Florida, to speak with Gerard Drake, also known as Jerry. He's an award-winning author and Navy veteran. His latest book is called Math, Murder, and Amazon, a humorous real-life nightmare. So, Jerry, welcome to the RV. Yes, thanks for having me. It's a, it's a pleasure to be on the podcast, and it's always a great time to connect with new people. Yes, thank you also for your presence here today. So, Jerry, the first question I have for you: Did you celebrate Valentine's Day two day ago, two days ago? I, I did. Yeah, whenever uh, you know, I had my first daughter, which she's twelve now. Um, you know, I started getting her little gifts on Valentine's Day, and so it just kind of turned into like a big thing. So I obviously get stuff from my wife. We've been married for seventeen years, going on eighteen years. Um, and so, you know, I, I try to do something nice for everyone, get them flowers and little chocolates and stuff, just so they, they know I'm thinking about them. Mm -hmm. But the real question is, how do you celebrate Valentine's Day when you have five kids? <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, you know, I, I like to cook, you know, we'll, we'll get into the method a little bit, but uh, I, I do like to cook. Um, and so for Valentine's Day, I, I just... I'll make dinner for everyone. And so there's a meat market nearby. I'll go and get, um, you know, there's really nice steaks, um, chicken and so some vegetables and I'll just whip all that up together and I'll, I'll cook for everybody. Um, and we'll just hang out and have a good time. And, you know, plus I'll get them little bears and stuff. So I always try to get them like some kind of cute stuff animal that makes me think of them. And then, you know, I'll bring it to them and I'll be like, Hey, thought of you, I got this little gift for you. Hope you like it. And so they, they always seem to enjoy it. It sounds like it's a big party. Oh, yeah. It's always a party. Yeah. So many kids, five kids. So, um, yeah, there's always a lot of us. And then my wife has a big family as well. She has uh, seven brothers and sisters. So when we all get together. Then it's like, you know, 15, 20 people at least. And then if you throw in the kids, it could get even bigger. And, you know, I always celebrate Valentine's Day with my daughter because she was born in February 14th. So... Oh, no, wow. Awesome. No romance. <laughs> I always, <laughs> I'm always with her. That's awesome. So, Jerry, how did you first get into writing? So I do a lot of report writing for, for work. I'm a, I'm a basically cybersecurity expert uh, in the credit card compliance field. And so a couple of years back, 
I had an issue at work. Uh, we had a report that was due to a customer. Customer calls me and she's like, Jerry, um, the report that we received was completely the same as the prior year. Um, I'm like, oh gosh, please don't tell me that's, that's the case because the report's like 400 pages long. Sure enough, I start going through it and I check it and yep, it's it's very similar to last year's report. So I have to restart the whole project. I have to rewrite the report and it grows from 400 pages to 750 pages. And it takes me two and a half months to fix it. And afterwards I get done. I'm like, man, I, I just wrote a novel. That's it. I have this crazy story that happened to me. I'm just going to write this book. Never written a book before, but I'm just going to do it. And so that's pretty much what I did. I started in October 2021. I was done writing by like January and the book was out in February. So yeah, it was, it was pretty crazy. Well, in six months about. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it took me about three months to write it and then another month or so to edit it. Um, and then, you know, even with the book, I, I, I was going to do the pre-order through Kindle, um, through KDP on Amazon. Well, whenever I did that, you know, I set the pre-order for the Kindle and it was like March 31st. I wanted to come on my wife's birthday. And then I went to do the print editions. Well, the print editions, they don't have a, a pre-order date, but I didn't realize that. I was like, hey, it's my first time doing this. I'm thinking everything's the same. So I go through, I release it and I hit publish. Sure enough, it's like, hey, your book is going to be live in 72 hours. And this was like middle of February. And I was like, I was not ready, but I was like, all right, whatever. It's out there. Let's do this. So it came out like two weeks early, but it actually worked out. Um, I was able to give my mom a copy. She ended up getting sick and, and she passed away early March last year, uh, but she didn't get to see the book. I gave her a little signed copy. And so we talked about it. And so, so it was like, you know, I felt like it was meant to be. First of all, my, my, I'm sorry for your loss. Oh, thank you. But uh I'm glad that she had the chance to see your book. Yeah, yeah, it was, uh, you know, it was a difficult moment. Um, but, you know, even, you know, I felt like it was the God thing because, you know, that that book got released. Um, she got to see it. And so, she, you know, she was super proud of me. Um, she passed away. And then literally like two weeks later, we found out we were pregnant with our fifth, our fifth child. And so even that was like, you know, all of it just kind of coming together. It just couldn't be anything but a God thing. So. Mm-hmm. And Jerry, can you quickly tell us what is this book about? So Meth, Murder, and Amazon is a book I wrote, um, and it's essentially about avoiding the, the evils of real estate. And so, you know, everybody thinks, hey, I'm going to sell my house or I'm going to go buy a house. It's like the most simplest thing in the world. Yes, it could be, but that's not always the case. And so, you know, the old saying goes, you know, bad things happen to good people all the time. And this is absolutely the case. A few years ago, uh, my family and I, we were selling our house in Colorado. We wanted to move back to Florida and, uh, you know, have a real estate agent. He's the guy who actually sold me the house originally. And all of a sudden he's like not showing up. Uh, he's not answering my calls. We put in offers for houses and he just like completely is unresponsive. Finally, it goes like a month or so down the road and, you know, it just keeps getting worse and worse. I'm like, all right, like this isn't working. Well, I come to find out he's actually not even living in Colorado. He's living in Arizona, a completely different state, not marketing my book or not marketing the house. He's not really doing anything. So I'm like, all right, that's it. Like I'm going to get another real estate agent. So now we're on real estate number agent number two. So then I have a second real estate agent, you know, they're like, hey, we got to do this thing called staging. And so let's book like I take you through all the different process of what it takes to sell your house. And so I'll teach you about staging. I'll teach you about, you know, open houses and just the different things to look out for. But also basically uh, learning from my failures or laughing at my pain. Right. So like, hey, either do things that I did or don't do things that I did. Right. Because this just turned out tragically. And so, you know, the major points of the story is when we have an open house and it's like. 
it's like July and we actually have taken a vacation down to Florida. So I'm not in Colorado, but we have an open house in Colorado. About 11 o'clock in the afternoon, I get a call from my real estate agent and she's like, Jerry, Jerry, there's someone in the house. Did you know that there's someone in the house? I'm like, excuse me? What do you mean there's someone in the house? She's like, yes, there's someone in the house and they're hiding under the bed. I was like, what? She's like, yes, don't worry. We called the cops. They're on their way. So come to find out that not only did they call the cops, but they called the cops and they called the cops on me. And they said that we must have one or murdered one of our children and hit the body under the bed. And that's really why we went to Florida. And my, my mom is that she has cancer at the time. So I'm like, oh, my kids are in the background, right? I have four kids at the time. Now I have five. So like I didn't murder one of my children, obviously. But then it just like spirals from there. So they're like, hey, this guy's killing people. Four days later, they're like, oh, by the way, we had a we had a meeting at work and we were in the, doing the open house. We uh, we smelled something that smelled like burning plastic or burning rubber in your garage. Well, burning plastic, that means meth. And so we think that you could be making meth in your garage and we're going to need you to get a meth test done on the house. So we're going to flag your house and MLS for suspicious behavior. I was like, well, I guarantee you're not going to do that. Like, you can't do that just because, you know, there's a freak situation that happened at my house. And now you guys are like, you know, trying to rake me over the coals. So I fire them. But I'm still like really upset. And I'm like, hey, maybe I should go talk to the news about this. So I actually was on the news. That blows up in my face. That doesn't work out. And so the book is essentially like a six month story of my journey from listing my house, going through multiple real estate agents to finally selling my house and moving moving back to Florida. But it's like it's like the epitome of, of Murphy's Law, right? Anything that can go wrong will go wrong. And it's 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 pretty in, insane, right? It almost sounds like it's made up or it's you know fiction, but it is a true story. Wow. And yeah. <laughs> I have to tell you, you are the first person on our show to have ever been accused for a murder or any crime. Yes, yes, wrongfully accused. So, you know, I feel like I'm, you know, I'm a pretty nice guy. I'm a family guy, um, you know, and I, I try to be, you know, nice and kind to everybody. And so when this happened, I was like, come on, like, you've, you've been in my house like 25 times all of a sudden now I'm making meth. Like, I'm not Heisenberg from Breaking Bad. I felt like they had yeah. just watched Breaking Bad and they're like, oh, it's the it's the scene where they're making meth in the basement during an open house. That's must have been what happened. They were making meth. I was like, guys, this isn't a meth house. Like, this is a nice house. Like, this, this is not like some crappy house. This is a nice house. Yeah. And so, you know, I think it's just a, one of those situations that they got freaked out. They were trying to get rid of me. And so they're like, hey, if you accuse this guy of meth, maybe he'll just leave us. <laughs> That's crazy. And how do you feel about it now, looking back? Like when you know what? I, looking back on it, I feel like, you know, sometimes things happen for a reason. And, you know, before this happened, I never thought that I was ever going to write a book. Like, I'm not uh, the biggest book reader. I, you know, I have five kids, so I don't have a lot of time to do reading, let alone, you know, much help. And so uh, after all this happened, you know, I was talking to a buddy of mine and I was like, dude, I'm telling on the story. Like, hey, this happened to me. And I was like, hey, meth burn Amazon. Like, I could write a book about this. And like, we joked about it for a little bit. And then, you know, coming back on a full circle. Um, you know, it's just really funny, right? I mean, it, meth and murder doesn't sound like it could be a funny idea or a funny topic, but it's absolutely funny, you know, if you spin it that way. Um, and so, you know, I could have taken it a, a little bit of a different approach and made it more like a horror story or like some kind of like really in-depth crime thing. But I, I really try to do it different and try to bring something unique to the to the picture. And so I was like, if I'm going to write, I'm going to write something that's never been done before. So, I, you know, I kind of throw out all the traditional rules of writing 
I try to do it different. You know, I'll use run-on sentences on purpose. I'll misspell words. I'll I, I, I try to avoid cursing, right? So I, I want my kids to be able to read my books. So I don't want to have a, you know, a lot of F words and a lot of bad words in there. So I'll change the way words are spelled to make you like your brain think that maybe that was a swear word, but it's definitely not spelled that way. So try to do it, you know, try to just do things differently. And, you know, I feel like it's worked out. I've won you know, six awards for the book. Uh, the audio book actually beat out uh, a book on quantum physics. And so it's like, hey, Messler and Amazon is better than quantum physics, right? How about that? So congratulations. This is just amazing. And I'm pretty sure that your kids are super proud of you. And you were oh, an yeah. excellent father. Yeah. You can see. Yeah, it's actually really cool to see, you know, the impact that us as dads have on the children because my youngest daughter, she's nine. Um, and when the book came out, um, I noticed she would start doing these drawings and then she'd be like, Hey daddy. Uh, look what I came up with and she would do like little mess murder and Amazon covers or she would make like little characters from the book and she would come show me and we would hang out and talk about it so it was like it was really cool to connect with them on that and just it's just awesome to see you know how much they pick up from the things that you do and how much of an impact that you make as a dad or or as a parent and everything in the book actually happened that's right so everything in the book actually happened uh it did happen to my family and I um, but I do use, you know, I, I try to change things up. So I won't use people's actual real names. You know, I don't want to protect their privacy. Um, you know, I, I spin it at the beginning, right? Like, hey, this is for witness protection purposes. I changed everybody's names. I changed the places. The only actual real name in the whole book is Amazon. Um, but then, you know, I, I'll make funny plays on it. Like if uh, the real estate agents that really did me wrong in the book, like they get absurd names. I just make fun of them the whole time. And so the 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 one that accused me of the meth and the murder, her name of the book is Dobby Snobby. Um, and then I'll just make plays on that. Uh, you know, I'm gonna make like little pseudonyms or little like funny acronyms for like what Dobby Snobby is, and I'll give her funny descriptions and just really really play it up. Mm -hmm. You've worked hard for what you have: your money, your assets, your 401k, and home. Isn't it all worth protecting? Nearly one in four consumers have been a victim of identity theft. LifeLock Ultimate Plus helps protect your finances with up to $3 million in reimbursement. LifeLock alerts you to identity threats you might miss. And if your identity is stolen, your dedicated U.S.-based restoration specialist will work to fix it. Let LifeLock help protect what you've worked so hard for. Save 25% off your first year on LifeLock Ultimate Plus at LifeLock.com aware. Terms apply. Waiting on a tax return? Hopefully it ends up in your hands. Fraudulent tax returns due to identity theft increased by 30% in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. Our U.S.-based restoration specialists are experts dedicated to helping solve your identity theft issues. And all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package. So we'll reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Help protect your information this tax season with LifeLock. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com aware. And I see that your writing style is very unique, Jerry. Yes. Can you tell us more about that and how that came to be? Yes. Yeah, so, uh, you know, kind of whenever I was going down this path of writing, I was like, how do I write a book and how do I do it different? Right. Like I, I like I said you know, earlier, I'm not the biggest reader. I don't have a lot of time for it. But, you know, whenever I was growing up. I, I didn't really care for books because I'm like, books are boring. Like, it takes so long to get to the story. Like, I want to write a book that's like, from beginning to end, it's entertaining and you're engaged from like every turn of the page. Like, no slow spots, no walls. It's just going to be like, bam, we're going. And it's all the way through the end. It's just like that. And so I try to basically essentially break all the rules on purpose. And so I'm like, hey, this book is kind of funny, right? I'm kind of making a, you know, 
fun of serious topics like murder and meth. So if I'm going to do that, why not just do it really differently? And so that's kind of where I came up with the style of writing. And so I use a lot of narrative, a lot of dialogue, and I'll flow it the right way to where like it goes from one topic to the next very seamlessly. And then I also use like um, popular pop culture references, right? Like if you've seen the movie The Mask, um, some other kids' movies, um, I I'll actually do little rhyme ones on the book. So you know, like Wonder Bird is falling down. I'll, I'll make a play on that, and I'll add little things like that into it. I'm all even using emojis right now. I actually found out that that's that's not even a thing, right? Nobody else does that. But like, it's not like emoji overload. But in specific spots, if if I, I write something, I'll put like laughing face at the end, or be like wink, like. And so I just like add that, just to add a little bit of something different, right? Like, what what kind of books have emojis? What kind of books have like weird rhyme alongs? Or I even do a remix to uh, you know the chicken wing beat song. It's like chicken wing, chicken wing, hot dog and bologna. I do a remix to that for Thanksgiving at the end of the book. And so I just kind of take all these experiences and really try to put a really different spin on it. Uh, but the book is essentially like, you know, me and you are having a conversation or a dialogue. It almost reads like how we speak, right? We don't talk in complete sentences. We talk in a lot of run-on sentences. So it's not like run-on sentence overload, but there is run-on sentences on purpose, but it flows exactly how you would almost talk out loud uh, with one another. And so I've gotten different feedback or comments like, hey, this is like watching energetic play. This is, you know, and there's a lot of comments like that. This is like Lemony Snicket. Lemony Snicket's writing almost takes on a character of its own. And obviously I get the, the comparisons to Breaking Bad, you know, right? Because I make math in my garage like Heisenberg stuff. Maybe it can become a movie. Yeah, yeah. I, I thought so as well. Like a TV show or a movie like I was, like, I was thinking, I was like, Ryan Reynolds would be perfect for this. Like it, it's funny. He's funny, right? Like let's get him on board. Totally. And Terry, are you currently working on anything you'd like to share with us? Yeah. So after I read this book, you know, I actually had a really good time writing it. Um, you know, I almost like in, like I try to take things that people like to do as, uh, you know, as part of their like hobbies or whatever. So Meth Murder on Amazon was essentially a roller coaster, right? And so I'll make plays on that, right? Like click, click, click as you're going up the roller coaster. And so I try to bring you into the story and make you feel like you're actually like on the roller coaster and there'll be different parts of be like up oh, we're going up and then something will happen boom you're going down the you know you're going down the drop and so then there's other crazy stuff that happens and so this next book i'm writing it's called hysterical hangouts with the hind legs and it's going to be a reality show written as a book and so you know it's uh it's going to be fiction it's not going to be non-fiction but it's going to be based on real events and so you know, whenever you, you're dating someone or, you know, you're married to someone, right? What's the first thing that you remember when you meet your, your, her parents or your in-laws, right? The worst scenario possible is you come in, you meet the dad, right? And he's cleaning his guns, right? And so I take that and I amplify it, right? So not only is cleaning his guns, but he's got like an array of ammunition. He's got a machete out there. It's like covered in blood. And so, you know, I take all these situations that have happened since I've been married, you know, for 17 years with my wife. And I'll like just think about all the crazy stuff that's happened. And then I kind of use that to build this reality show and you know, I'll involve the camera. You know, I'll be like, well, this happens or that happens. He looks right in the camera and says. And so I really try to make the camera present in the story. And so I don't think there's really very many stories out there like that. I try to do some research. There really isn't. Um, there are a couple of comparisons, but nothing like what I'm trying to do. And so I was like, again, hey, if I'm going to do something right, I might as well do it different. Plus, people love reality shows. So why not try something unique and get them to read a book about a reality show? That could be fun. Well, that sounds very unique. And I would like to know how do you find time? 
to do all these things, Zary? <laughs> so I, I just try and carve out little spaces of time for myself. Like we go on walks together, I work out with my sons and, you know, I have my phone on me a lot. And so even the way I write is kind of different. Like whenever I wrote uh, Meth Murder on Amazon, I wrote the whole first draft on my, on my phone and everybody like, what? That's, that's crazy. Right. But like, we all have our devices on us a lot of the time. And so I'm like, Hey, something popped into my brain. My son said something that was really funny. Or he, he mentioned like some, some name, like, Oh, that would be a funny character name. So I'll just start putting stuff into my phone and then I'll build my work based on the book title or the chapter titles. And so that's what I like to do is like, I like to create the chapter titles first and then I'll write my, you know, the narratives from that point on. And so, you know, I have like little bullet points. Hey, these are the things I want to cover. And then just, better rip and so I try to you know do two hours of time whenever I write sometimes more if I'm really into it um but I don't try to put any limits on myself a bit if I don't write today that's fine there's always tomorrow I'll find time for it um but you know I feel like you prioritize what's important and so you know and just just try to make time for it yes and you were telling me about the reality show in literary form this is something that I think it is going to be very successful Terry because it's very oh, thank you yeah. yeah, I mean, I hope so, um, you know, even whenever I started this uh, this book writing journey, I, I had Methmer and Amazon, you know, I was like, hey, this is a great title, this is going to sell a ton of copies, and I didn't do any marketing, right, like, I had never done this before, well, you need to market your book if you want to sell your book, but I was like, hey, this is a great title, it's going to take off, and, you know, it's it's been a little slow, it's, it's you know, it's had its ups, like, you know, I've sold lots of copies, and then I'll sell a little bit of copies lost copies little copies and so you know i really didn't have a book marketing plan a launch plan anything like that so i did it kind of in reverse i released my book and then i marketed it afterwards whereas this time i'm trying to market my book now and release it but you know i felt like again everything happens for a reason and you know if i would have waited to release it you know my mom wouldn't have got to see it um and just some other things so you know i feel like it happened the way it was supposed to and then i've learned a lot of things along the way yeah i agree with you and does did any of your children read your book? They did. And so uh, I would actually like write some chapters and I would have my oldest daughter read it. She likes to read. She likes Nancy Drew. And I was like, eh, this isn't like Nancy Drew-esque, but like there's pieces of Nancy Drew that I, I could see bleeding through here. So I would have her read stuff and she'd be like, ah, oh, that's so funny. And so I'm like, good, at least she likes it. And I was like, maybe I can market this to like you know, young adults or, or teenagers or something. But, you know, there's some references in there that, you know, kids just aren't going to get. Because, you know, like, unless you've seen The Mask, unless you've seen some of these other movies or TV shows, right, some references you're just not going to get. And so I try to market it, like, specifically like that. But I do like to involve my kids, and I'll read different things with them, um, especially from the book. And, you know, I'll be like, hey, what about this? I'll actually have them give me input into the book. Hey, I wrote this. What do you think about that? Is that really funny, or do you think I should change it? And they'll be like, "Oh, this this was really good," or like, "Oh no, you could do it different." And then they tell their friends about it. One of uh one of my sons, he had his 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 lady friend read it, and she's like, "Oh, I read this book. It was so funny." So, yeah, it's been good. So she approved, and you are like, now you should never stop writing. Yes. I, so I actually have a lot of stories like, um, you know, I do have a blog on my website, uh, but I also do have probably like 10 books I could probably write. So I'm like trying to find an agent and a book publisher. I'm like, hey, that's like, wouldn't that be a great life? Just get paid to write books all day and that's all you do. Okay. Uh, but it's tough to find, uh, you know, because there's a lot of competition out there. And then so on the fact that I'm doing something that's very unique, right? It's sometimes it's tough to sell that, right? Because everybody's like, oh, where's the next Stephen King? Where's the next Shane Patterson? And, um, you know, that, that's not me. It's never going to be me. I, like, I'm not going to write horror. I'm not going to write books like that. I want to write something that 
people like to read and it's not going to bore them right and i feel like sometimes books can be boring they have their slow spots and so i'm just trying to play on my uniqueness and just the originality of what i bring to the table mm -hmm. and where can our listeners find you find your books for sure our listeners will be very curious about this book yes so meth murder on amazon is available on amazon um it's also on barnes and nobles you can buy the print editions uh, at walmart um i think barnes and nobles as well in some other locations i have a website it's greatden.com so like great then but great then uh the main character for meth murder on amazon is mr Greek. So that's kind of where that came from. Um, and then my kids, you know, they came up with this song when they're like playing video games with their uncles. And, you know, it's like great then and then it's great then. And so I was like, oh, that's catchy. So then I just kind of took that and ran with it. And so I'm on Instagram, uh, I'm on LinkedIn, and it's always uh, great underscore, underscore then. Mm -hmm. So it's easy to find your book. And the last thing, is there a message you would like to leave for our listeners today? Uh, yeah, I mean, uh, I, I would say to the listeners, right, just be yourself, be unique. Um, you know, don't let anything hold you back. You know, everybody's going to tell you you should do things this way or you should do things that way, right? Everybody's got an opinion, right? But you got you to gotta believe in yourself and you got to bet on yourself, right? Like, if I can write books, anybody can write books. And so, yeah, that would be my message to people, right? Like, don't try to be the next whatever. Be yourself. That's going to make your stories original and unique. And, you know, who wants to read the same carbon copy as somebody else that's the whole point of writing is to do something different so be different yes very well said and also i want to tell our listeners that you will be featured in our magazine the relatable voice in march so if you want to see more and learn more about jerry please download your magazine for free and then you find out about him and many other stories So, Jerry, I just want to say thank you. I love Florida. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty great. I, I was born here. Uh, Colorado was nice. I did enjoy it there. But after the meth and the murder happened, I was like, no, we got to get the heck up out of here. So, no, I don't really miss it. Uh, I thought I missed the snow and things, but I really don't. I really enjoy being back, even though it, it gets hot here. Definitely hot. So, and I hope I can come back to interview you for your next book. Absolutely. Yeah, that'd be great. I'm hoping to have the new book released in the summertime. So, Now, start writing the next book. I was in the Navy, so I think the next book is going to be about the Navy. So, after I get done with this one. Great. So, I'll see you again for sure. All right. Thank you. And thanks again for having me on the show. Thank you. If you enjoyed this episode, be sure to subscribe so you'll be notified when the next one is posted. Please. Rate this podcast and share it with your friends. Thank you for listening. And remember, relationships don't exist. Relating does. Until next time. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.